0: Welcome to another episode of the power of the pause with Colleen Falto, energetic weight loss coach. Today I am joined by Emma Barrettin. I I don't think I said your last name right. I apologize. (laughs) You can uh, introduce yourself and she is an intuitive healer, an intuitive coach. And so I'm super excited to get her take on your intuition, your body, weight loss, and all the good things. So Emma, go ahead and introduce yourself, please.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Colleen. This is a quite a pleasure. Um, and yes, I am a psychic and intuitive. Um, and really, my business has actually morphed recently into helping um, conscious businesses and conscious CEOs really align with their sole purpose and using their business to really um, be an offering to the kind of cosmic web and really uh, be the way forward on some level. So it's really, um, my work has moved from, not only just one-on-one sessions with people, but also just helping um, conscious businesses really develop and become aligned with their cosmic purpose.
0: And I have known Emma for a little over a year now. We swim in a couple groups together, business coaching groups, and Emma is insanely talented. I have definitely seen different psychics and you know, been with a couple of people, but Emma has an incredible gift around her. And so I just wanted to chat with her about like your intuition and how we can really tap into that to realign with our body, realign with our body's desire to truly release weight. Like we all have the ability to intuitively eat, get, break those walls down. Right. And, go about our lifestyle without this pressure of like tracking calories trying to fit into you know a certain a certain realm or whatever when it comes to like doing keto doing intermittent fasting and stuff we're all born very tight into our intuition and it's not until about like four or five maybe seven that the trauma the stress of life happens to us and we build these bricks up and our ego tries to keep us in this like native conditioning breaking away from our intuition that we all have, right? Like we all on some level have intuitive abilities, psychic abilities.
1: Totally. Um, And, you know, I'm sure you've probably seen this in your work, Colleen, but I would say that I know I speak for myself, but I've seen this a lot with clients as well, is that some of the most psychic and kind of intuitive, sensitive people tend to carry more weight on them almost as a buffer um, for some sort of trauma that they're carrying in their past. And so it's almost like this buffer. And I know for me personally, weight struggle was something that I absolutely dealt with for most of most of my life, actually. It wasn't until I moved uh, to living by myself and also getting really connected to spirit that things really kind of shed, um, like fat shed from my body. And I was more kind of in an, in an equilibrium. So yeah. I completely understand that connection with intuition and how it's showing up in your physical vessel.
0: Yeah, no. And again, this is something that we all have the ability to to tap into. And some of us are just so like wrapped up in the negative conditioning that we've gone through life with. And so really breaking it down and really looking at like the bigger picture of what's really going on. So many women that I talk to that I work with have this desire to really control their relationship with food because they feel so out of control in other areas of our lives when we really break that down and tap into like what the real issue is, I always say every episode you will hear me say our issues with food have nothing to do with food, right? That that's a symptom. That's purely a symptom. Like I share about, I'm in recovery issues with alcohol, have nothing to do with alcohol. That's a symptom of something deeper, deeper down. And, you know, when we really do the work to like break down those walls and realign with our, you know, just, spirit with our true selves. It's beautiful, you know,
1: totally, totally. And I, I really appreciate the work that you're doing, um, in, you know, bringing people back to kind of the hidden knowledge that we've been not, we haven't been really exposed to in the normal kind of societal structure. And I really feel like where we're going as a society and as kind of like the new dawn enters and the energies of the, on the planet are more heightened. Um, a lot of stuff's being exposed to us for kind of what it really is. And it's so true. We live in a world where we're not really taught how to a connect with our intuition, but also, you know, even intuitively eat correctly. We're not taught how to manage our emotions. We're not taught how to, um, do all of these things that are really contributing to our physical vessel, which is really important. Um, and, then, and then on top of that, you, you add on top of that, all this societal conditioning of that you need to look a certain way, and you need to weigh a certain number, and you need to eat certain things. And all of that's just compounding to make people, especially women, completely confused, unhappy, unhealthy, not feeling whole, disconnected. Um, and that's really no way to live. And I yep. think we've all been there, right? Haven't we all been on the other side of that and been like, holy crap, I was not feeling my best. And I was, you know, participating in addictions and doing this, that, or the other. Like I, I see this a ton with clients as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's very interesting how like we try and keep everything very separate. Like we're like, all right, like my body and my nutrition is here. My job is in like, it's in one silo In another mm-hmm. silo is my job in another silo is my relationship et cetera, et cetera. And like, it all blends together. You you can have this huge struggle with your body and with what you're eating and just like have this disdain for your relationship with body and your relationship with your food and then have everything else flow. It It all ties in together. And I work with a lot of women too that don't necessarily have weight to lose, but have a relationship with food that needs a lot of TLC. It needs a lot of, you know, support and just, again, realigning with the intuitive approach we all have to release weight, to be in an aligned body, to have an aligned relationship with food. We're not eating ice cream at night because it's super yummy. We're eating ice cream at night as a coping mechanism to numb from our emotions of the day. And it's interesting, my coaching We rarely talk about food. We talk about emotional tools to build emotional resiliency, like journaling breath work, you know, really doing the deeper dive on the feelings that we are running from so subconsciously, right? Like, so, because for so long we felt these high risk emotions and a lot of people too don't necessarily use food to cope all the time, right? We're like juggling between food, alcohol, our phones, right? Relationships, work, et cetera, like shopping, we bounce between all these little distractions. And so we don't feel like it's one thing in particular because it's all the dopamine hit, right? Like we're just constantly
1: looking for a dopamine hit, right? Totally. And I also, I feel as well too, um, to negate your intuition as a woman is on some level to negate an aspect of yourself. Mm. And so when you bring that back in, it's like, everything becomes more aligned on some level um, because our intuition as women is so, so integral to our like energetic body and who we are. I mean, it's our superpower. Um, I noticed this a lot. Something that I'm particularly very passionate about is um, birth control and sort of another aspect of that. I mean, it, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but one thing that I specifically always kind of look at is, Um, it it kind of negates parts of your body, like perhaps your cycle on some level by suppressing it. And it's like, we need to look in society and at all the ways in which we are negating the natural aspects of ourselves, because it breeds and leads to all sorts of dysfunction in the body, energetically and spiritually speaking.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've actually worked with many women that were like, early fifties, late forties, whatever. And their, their period, their cycle started getting really heavy, whatnot. And the doctors gave them a hysterectomy, like not out of necessity for just because they were uncomfortable and that they weren't right. And they gained so much weight. They gained like, it's crazy. They're like, Oh my God, I just gained 30 pounds in like two months. I'm like, well, yeah, that's because your hormones are all out of whack. And we really have to approach everything that we're doing as well as our body and food with like medical doctors and whatnot from an intuitive heart centered approach, because we have to realize that like, we live in a society, we live in a culture that manufactures insecurity is like on to the next, onto the next, and doesn't want you to really be aligned, doesn't want you to really heal. And unless you're really tuned in to people like Emma, you know, listening to people like me, I, I, I could list <laughs> women, but I'm, you know, not gonna right now. You you get lost in this pressure that our society has of just like on to the next on to the next living very unconscious, and you really have to dial in and tune into what you've been suppressing your your emotional intelligence your intuition that you've been suppressing for so long just trying to get through life right totally trying to like
1: swim through the water when
0: the water's up to your mouth
1: totally. Absolutely, and I feel like um, especially young women are particularly susceptible to all of this type of uh, marketing and societal pushing kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. um, and I know specifically a lot of, like, from a personal standpoint, as a very sensitive uh, young woman, um, and even, like, a kid, you know, a kid hitting puberty, um, I was... Did not understand the energetics of the world that we lived in. I did not understand, spiritually speaking, kind of how the world operated. I didn't understand my gifts. I didn't understand all these things that were happening to me that I couldn't explain. And I I kept so much weight on me all the time as a protection mechanism yep. to um, protect myself from these things that I couldn't really even, as you mentioned, sub- like I couldn't really even conceptualize in my linear brain because we weren't we aren't taught these things at an early age especially women we also aren't taught that like um especially going through puberty like having more weight on your body body there's no problem with that right and and it's you know the whole Abercrombie culture which is definitely kind of more my my generation like Hollister culture you know and all these ideas of what we should look like that became so ingrained at such an early age as well as like the hidden knowledge that we're now exposing um, that it was really detrimental. And so I really feel like as women collectively, it's like our duty to end that cycle as we move forward um, in multiple different ways. Um, I just got goosebumps on that. Um, But I mean, just like with the work you're doing, the work I'm doing with the work, so many other practitioners are doing. That's really, I think the the goal here is we're, we're ushering in a new dawn by ending the generational cycles that we're kind of done with. I worked. no longer serve us. <laughs> what did you say? I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for years.
0: Yeah, and it was just like it, it was just so not reality. Like these yeah. models and the like the guys with those shirts on and like the pressure that it it put on our culture at the time and like us oh. as kids and you were either like like a like chosen one or not exactly as being acceptable at all times and I used to very much use my body as a source of attention, especially being a trainer when I owned my gym, right? Like I, I, in my mind, I, I wasn't at the place I am now with, with my relationship with food and my body. I had a very disordered relation with food then thinking it was healed because I was like a size four. I was like, I'm 14% body fat. It's all good. I, I eat so strictly for two to three days and I binge every third day. Like I white knuckle it through every third day I'm in the kitchen. I don't even know what I was eating in like 20 minutes, just shoving things in my mouth, but I'm still maintaining my weight. So I'm good. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> not where it's at. And I, I was literally like, going up and down five pounds. And I used to think that if I'd walked in the gym, not at like my leanest, everyone was staring at me. No one was looking at me. Like it was ridiculous. Like at like upon reflection, I'm like, wow, like that was some pretty crazy thinking I had. And I would wear crop tops, like these super short, like Lululemon shorts. And this, it's funny because now I maintain my weight with ease. Like I shared on the last episode, I, over Thanksgiving, I I had like cake for breakfast Tuesday, donuts, like I, I, I was really eating whatever I desired, but in a way where I was eating not past fullness. And I was eating just what I desired because it was a holiday, you know, we all, you know, we all express love with food sometimes, but I wasn't eating in a restricted mindset, knowing I can have any time, not eating more than I needed at the time. And I actually lost a pound over Thanksgiving, eating whatever I wanted because I have a healed relationship with my body and with food. But I literally now I wear like baggy shirts and I wear like I, I don't need you to see my body and see what I'm worth from my my body. That is healing. Like I don't, my, my words and my message speak enough. I don't need you to see, you know, me in a crop top and think I look good naked to want to work with me. And if that's your vibe, we're just not in alignment. You know what I mean? Cause I've grown out of this, this mentality that my, my body is my business card and my body is my worth because my message is so, is so different and it's so profound. And if you're looking at like, whether or not I have abs or not. We're just not gonna vibe. And that's cool. You know, there's a million coaches out there that will show you themselves in a bikini. And I, and I randomly do, you know, post a picture of my my son and I at the pool,
1: but it, it isn't
0: to get clients. You know what I mean?
1: Totally, totally. Because on some level, you've healed the part of you that needs to prove something. Mm-hmm. And um, I notice this a lot. So I'm located in North Carolina at the moment and I live near a military base. So a lot of people that are around me are all very like. Military people, and that is bodybuilding and trainer, like that culture is so prevalent within the military. Um, And I've noticed that most people's self worth is so wrapped up in their percent body fat, and so many of them are on steroids. Um, And it's just really interesting to kind of notice. And um, I mean, that's like a whole nother deep dive. The military is a whole nother deep dive. but it is interesting, specifically as women, the more healed you become, the more your body it becomes not so. It, it doesn't become. It's no longer like the focus. It's like it's like your energy becomes the focus, and energy does speak louder than words, right? Like yeah. Like I remember in college when I I remember what did they call? I remember my friends being like Emma, like. You came back to school after summer and you have like a total revenge bond. I was like, I don't even know what that means. They were like because I had like just broken up with its boyfriend and I was yeah. like, you know, working out or whatever. But I was so unhealthy. I like uh, uh, I would not eat at all um to maintain that drinking like a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would I would purposely lose my period before uh formals so that I wouldn't have to deal with it in like a tight dress. Yep. So unhealthy, like that that's the type of stuff that I would put my body through for what to prove that I was um, the hot senior that with like a fit, a fit body. Right. Like yeah. that's so horrible. That's, that's ne- rejecting different aspects of myself to fit into some social standard and to impress some dude who I'll never see again. Once we graduate, like, right. What?
0: And <laughs> the the thing is, is that like so many people are like insecure about their bodies But you're not looking at someone else like, oh, wow, like you're like for me personally for a while, like if my like if I ever had like a roll out of my leggings, I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't look at someone else that lay leggings their their stomach comes like they have a little roll on the top of their leggings. I don't think twice about it, but we are so hard on ourselves. And it's part of the walls we build up that block us from our intuition and block us from the alignment that we need to get back to in order to truly love our bodies, to have a healed relation with our food. And to, again, like I said earlier, the, the energy block that comes into our intuition and our eight ability to just like align and everything else starts with our bodies. Like our bodies are our vessels and we have our, our 3D body and then our energy is our 5D body and our energy speaks so much more than our bodies, right? Like it's crazy. You totally. can be like, good, I'm good. But if your energy is out of whack, your words don't matter, you know?
1: And people can pick up on that. Oh, God, um, no. I was also going to say while you were speaking, something that was really profoundly shifting for me in my own journey and kind of my, my spiritual openings along along my life path um, was to recognize the fact that my soul, uh, when I was uh, like, uh, uh, what is it? carnate before I was in body. Um, chose this specific physical vessel to fulfill my soul purpose this mm. lifetime. So I am well equipped not only physically for all the things that are in alignment, um, which is something that I do in my work that I'm really interested in is like, what is your soul purpose? How can, how are you, how can you align with that? And so much, so often our bodies are really the map of that. Yeah. Um, are you supposed to be someone that's really like you, like a runner, like you'll probably have the attribute attributes to really you know fulfill that dream to fill that fulfill that soul urge um so oftentimes our our physical vessels really are the map to um our souls calling and what we came here to do
0: amen yeah I work with a- Andrea Donnelly she was on um an episode a little while ago I know that you're friends with her yeah yeah absolutely always like your soul chose to incarnate in this body and i'm like like but it's true like we have some people that listen to this podcast aren't as spiritual and that's totally cool this is just something interesting to put into your mind but like we obviously have human choice but like a lot of our our experiences in life are decided before we before we get to them because it's just like past stuff, karmic stuff, um, stuff that we get to work out in this lifetime, right? Generational trauma, etc. Totally.
1: Totally. And on some level, our life experiences, yeah, will always kind of bring us to the people that we're meant to serve, um, the way in which we can empathize with them. Like, I mean, the the work that you do, you're able to do that from personal experience, from your own gnosis, from your being um, on the other side of the coin and being like, you know, now that I'm on the other side, I want to help the people that used to be like me, you know, I want to help. I want to help and end that generational cycle. Yeah. Um, and very similarly, I, I feel a very similar passion in my own work in that way. Um, but yeah, our our bodies are so sacred. Um, and just like, it's just like what you put into them too. It's like, I know at least for me personally, and it has to do a lot with the work that I do, but it's like, I I want the most high quality things in my body um, only because it helps me keep a clear channel. It helps me keep um, a, my third eye clear clear, um, and it helps me stay grounded. Um, I'm curious, do you run into people at all that are really either like super vegan or super meat eaters in the work that you do?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I made a post the other day on Instagram little story about like, what would it feel like if we took away, I'm vegan, I do keto. And we just kind of like took away this like name that we give ourselves, right? right? Like, what would it feel like if we just more were intuitive about it? And we're like, you know what? Like today I feel like eating pizza. That's cool. Tomorrow I might want a salad. That's cool. But like, I don't need to label myself as keto. I don't need to, when it comes to working out too, I'm really into an intuitive approach to fitness. Right. And like moving your body every day, more for your mental health. Obviously the physical results come right. Weight loss is is energy in energy out. Right. And so I try and move my body every day, but a lot of times I desire a walk. I just, you know, it's good for my anxiety. It's good for my mental health. And, um, I always label myself that I was not a runner, like not a runner at all. And the other day I was actually late for an interview and I was just took a, got a little lost on my walk and I I had to run back and I, I really enjoyed the run. I was like, wow, this is refreshing. I like it. Why have I been saying I'm not a runner? Why have I been like taking that off my plate as a obviously defense mechanism, because I don't feel like I'm good at it or on some subconscious level. But like when we take away these like labels around food and like, I do dairy free, I'm gluten free, you know, intermittent fasting, cool. If you're normally not hungry until noon or one, awesome. But if one day you wake up and eat starving, like, what do you, what do you gain? Like, what what are you trying to prove to yourself or someone else around you by like not eating till one, right? Like having a, right.
1: I think you're, you hit the nail on the head there with the commitment to the label more so than your body or what your intuition is telling you is, 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 is a problem. And that is something that I see oftentimes in the spiritual community, especially around food. Um, you know, there are different kind of thought processes around, you know, being vegan. If you're spiritual, you can be spiritual. If you're like a carnivore eater or whatever, which all of that's quite frankly, a lot of bullshit. But, yeah. Um, you're spiritual, regardless of what you eat, you know, like, um, spiritual doesn't have a certain look or a certain diet. Um, but I, I, I have definitely been around people before where like, I am clearly very psychic and that's the work that I do, but I do eat meat. And half the reason I do eat meat is because when I don't eat meat, I get really out of body very fast. Mm -hmm. And so it helps, helps ground me. I also just I wake up and I'm like, I really would love a burger right now. Like that's really yeah. what I want to eat. Um, yeah. But it's similar. Like it's, it's interesting. It's the labels that people, that I think as our, our linear main linear mind, excuse me, will hook onto and hook into that then it like puts everything into a box in our mind um, when it's, it's far easier, it's far better for us rather to be more in the flow of the intuition instead of the the confines of a label. I think that's really kind of what you were mentioning earlier about the label being, Um, people becoming more hooked into the label than just your health in general. And like I said earlier with the whole binge restrict cycle that I was in for
0: years in regards to like controlling, controlling, controlling my calories, my macros. And then like every two to third day, just like going ham not even realizing what I was eating and eating like goldfish like goldfish aren't even good like they taste like cardboard you know what I mean they do right like right like it's not that's not a tree you know right <laughs> um but anyway um really just being like what do I want right now like like, like what what feels good and not like making our, our identity becomes like what we're eating or like our, I'm a CrossFitter, I'm a runner. And that just shows like how far off you are from your, your true self, like your, your true intuition and your, your just, I don't know, true self. How would you tell people that are feeling really disconnected from their intuition, how would you help guide them to just get a little more on their path of that whole process?
1: So, um, and I know this is something that you do in your work, honestly, begin breathing and feeling how the breath moves in your body. It's, it's like really, if you're someone that's really kind of, uh, I would say really up, up here in your mind and maybe kind of like whirly, whirling dervish type of personality type where it's not really grounded, it's all up here. It's really becoming very conscious on being in your body and being still. And that's where the breath can really help you even just breathing, in and out, taking three deep breaths and feeling, taking a moment to feel what's going on in your body will bring you back in body, um, and kind of also allow you the space to really observe your thoughts, even briefly, right? That's just a a place to start. Um, I'm a huge meditator. So I always love um, to tell clients and, and really every anyone that will listen, that meditation has completely changed my life. And I'm, I'm a huge supporter of that. So meditating, even beginning um, with like five minutes a day, um, it will will can and has a potential and will change your life, I will stand by that. Um, so that's kind of some first tangible steps. Um, additionally, I think that we conscious, consciously, constantly look for answers outside of ourselves when we have all the answers within. And so I think before, you know, I think immediate reaction, uh, which we can get like, there's a huge deep dive on why we immediately will search for answers to someone that might have be considered the expert or, you know, even Google, but instead of doing that immediately, it's like, okay, I have a question, even something simple around work or maybe something simple around like the definition of a word, um, and sitting with that and asking, asking yourself and kind of creating a space where you can kind of ask that question and see what comes up from within you. Because my guess is is that you already have the answer within you and you know what to do. Um, It's just allowing yourself the space to actually hear what your intuition is saying. So those would be some good first steps to start with. Um, And, you know, I think once you get continue if you continue on the meditation train, um, it's likely that some really interesting sort of spiritual experience, spiritual experiences might occur as well, which would always be very fascinating. So those will be kind of to answer your questions to like kind of beginning steps for anyone that's like maybe completely new to this idea of spirituality and um, like conscious thoughts and intuition and that sort of thing.
0: I love how Joe Dispenza says you should meditate for 20 minutes a day. And if you don't have time, you need to meditate for one hour a day, right? Like it's (laughs) it's joking, but literally like your brain, the chemistry in your brain changes if you meditate for 20 minutes a day. You know, yeah. and I know when I started, I hired, um, a meditation coach like two years ago and I, we worked for three months. And at first it was like five minutes, three times a week. And I, and I thought I was going to like scratch out of my skin. It was the most uncomfortable thing, but that just shows how much I needed it, mm-hmm. you know? And now I meditate for 30 minutes a day. Minimum, I try meditate for an hour. Like that's, that's the goal. And it's just slowing down to speed up, you know, that's really something that a lot of people I work with and I know can just explore a little bit, like what, what it feels like for them to slow down, to just get better results overall, you know?
1: completely I love that to slow down to speed up and I would echo I, I really do believe that I have become more intelligent through meditating like literally like I feel as though my vocabulary is better. I feel as though I have more awareness around things and knowledge just comes to me yeah. um and yeah so I, I completely agree with all of that and I I also think to add on to your point around it being so challenging, the most challenging aspects of life are the things that we probably need to do the most. (laughs) Yeah. That's why
0: this podcast is called the power of the pause that this is what my work does with people. And it is nutrition coaching and it's weight loss coaching, but it's, it's most of the people that come in my world, we know what to do to lose weight, right? Like it's very easy to download my fitness pal, to get up and move your body, to eat a little healthier or less calories, but there's some part of us that like our brain is working from the middle part of our brain, very impulsive. And in the moment we have something trigger us, we have some, our emotions become high risk. And instead of responding, we react to it either again with food or with shopping or with like drink, like some kind of dopamine hit. And so it's the power of the pause that that's what this work gives you. It's the power to just like hit the pause button and be like, all right, I am reacting, not responding to life. If I give myself these tools and implement these tools that we develop through coaching together to ride out the wave, to ride out this 20 minute wave of like super uncomfortable feelings I've been ignoring and suppressing, I get to heal. Like I, I get to move on and to not carry this, like this brick on my back of like avoidance and suppression and et cetera, et cetera. Right.
1: Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, you said that beautifully in my opinion. Um, it's almost like this. So I feel like in, in society at large, and I mean, I can dunk on society like all day long. I have a lot of critiques, yeah, I have a lot of critiques, but, um, we are constantly given the big shiny object to take our focus away from the pain. And um, the pain really shows us um, it's the roadmap, right? And so to turn away from the pain is to not really um, dig deep into the, the parts of ourselves that are really requiring our attention and our love. And on some level, when you pause, then you're able to notice where the pain points are. And then you can kind of dig into them and, and really um, heal them and allow themselves to speak their wisdom to you. So yeah, I love that. I love that message. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's the self, um, you have to love yourself enough to go into the place the dark places and choose the challenging thing. And I think that that's something that a lot of people in the world don't have. Um, maybe I don't know. I mean, on some level, I have my own theories around why that's the case. But a lot of people don't have necessarily the gumption um, to or even sort of the the deeper like urge, unless they are really seeking that inner self love and really seeking the freedom that that brings.
0: Yeah, well, my experience getting breast implants um, two and a half years ago, I it's it's really funny because I got them removed. I had I had something and people are like you, you have breast implants. I'm like, I did. <laughs> they look at me. They're like, wow, where were you from the start? No, I'm kidding. Um, but that was like, to be enough, I was literally 14% body fat. I, my gym had just won an award for like best group fitness, mucks County. And I was like, all right, like this, this will make me, and this will make me happy. And no, like it, you have to be happy with your life as is losing weight. Isn't going to make you happy. You're going to run off adrenaline for a few weeks. Like, cool. I lost 10 pounds. I hit my goal. What's next. Right. Like getting plastic surgery. Cool. I feel good for about a month. What's next? And you have to, you have to learn to establish love for yourself and your body. And this is it. All comes back to what I was saying earlier about like realigning with your intuition before all these walls come up. Right? Like totally. you can't hate your body into a body you love. Like working out and eating right shouldn't be punishment. We shouldn't be like, all right, like. I look disgusting. I'm 20 pounds heavier than I desire to be. So I'm gonna go and work out and I'm gonna eat like no dressing
1: on my salad. It's like, you know, no, this is not where it's at, you know? No, absolutely not. And so much of that um internal dialogue is so toxic. But yeah, with the power of the pause, you can then notice where where that that dialogue's coming from and put a put a put a stint in it, right? Um yeah, it's, it's really interesting. This, the connection between intuition and energy and your, the way your body looks is so, um, so interconnected, as you were mentioning earlier. And I love that you take a holistic approach to that. That's fabulous. Thank
0: you. it's funny. I'm a little different. I'm like, I definitely have a holistic approach, but I'm like, if you want to eat cake for dinner, you can lose weight. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? like, yeah. But it's just like reality. I'm actually really not a fan of prepping food because then you're going to begrudgingly eat like the chicken and the rice and you're going to either eat more of it than you're really hungry for trying to fit a craving that it's just not going to fit or you're Mm -hmm. going to white knuckling it and then just go on that like binge restrict thing it's it's really like like if you if your intuition's like you know what right now I want some pizza eat a little bit of pizza to satisfy the craving and then move on you know what I mean like you are more than what you eat you are more than a label of like I don't eat carbs. Like people like go keto and like, it's like a badge of honor. Like they should get respect. Like I don't eat carbs. It's like, (laughs) okay, well I kind of feel bad for you because you could and carbs are awesome. (laughs) Cool. You know what I mean? Like I I really see that as a big, a big insecurity. You know what I mean? If it's like, I do keto, I do CrossFit. Like that's cool. Like what, what do you really feel inside though? Like, what do you stand for? What do you love? Like like right. let's get a little deeper than this like label.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting too. Uh, going back to the label. Like I struggled for a really long time as like, I, I was a big runner. Mm-hmm. Right. But the basis for why I was running was the internal dialogue that was like, you got to keep up your time and you have to look a certain way and you got to look like a runner. And so you got to be running 10 miles a day. I was doing 10 miles a day and I blew out my knees, which is what happened. (laughs) And now I can't really run at all. I run a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the universe will, well, I like, correct you one way or another if you're on a path like that
0: well and I'm sure like deep inside you had some intuitive nudge like I don't have to do this but you just fought it and until you get that
1: self-love you're not going to be able to align with your intuition right totally and the only way for me to learn that true self-love was for me to not be able to run anymore and not be able to use that as an excuse and having to get really real and really quiet with myself and learn different ways to monitor my weight and like learn my body and how it functions and learn different ways to exercise and not have my ego wrapped up in the running. Yeah.
0: Same thing for me. When I got my ex plan, I was like, Oh my God, but it, it was the big, the biggest gift I've been given my entire life,
1: but um, oh
0: thank you so much for coming on. This was such a fun convo. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah. Thank you. This was so fun. Um, they can find me at www.walkbetweenworlds.com. Um, and also on Instagram at Emma Brereton. Um, and I'm sure you'll probably put the links in the about of this, but, um, those are the two best places to find me. Awesome.
0: Well, I'm at change.with.colleen on Insta. There's a whole link, but thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you soon, girl. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks Bye. Colleen. Bye.